Welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we have all of the books that we talk about and some other fun shenanigans. And that is libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also check us out on Instagram where we are a lot more active. And then also if you like us, go and give us a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. All right, today is Buddy Read Day. Yay! Now, we know that I, Susie, have issues choosing Buddy Reads. They are either hated or loved by one or the other, never both. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I messed up again. She did a thing. I did another thing. I try... I. I don't know. There are lots of books that I own that I haven't read. And the reason I haven't read them is because I feel like they're a little too dense or they're a little too literature for me. I made up a word. That's a fancy word. I made it up. So I tried to make us read something super fancy and did not work out. No. It, it did not. You went British there. I did. And I will address why I went British in a second. Okay. But the book that I chose... For the second time now, <laughs> did not work. And so, with two days left, we had to choose another book. And Tavia rescued me and gave me a great book for us to read. So, mm-hmm. I gave up my... You're welcome. Yeah. I, I, I gave up my right to choose. <laughs> <laughs> you were banned from picking. I'm so terrible. <laughs> to be fair, this is like one of the, you know greatest books that you're supposed to have read in your lifetime and that sort of thing it's it's the very academic e type yeah thing and i so tried to be fancy we wanted to try it but I, I have just determined that i am not a fan of of those type of books i don't think we're fancy on the inside no i don't think i'm fancy on the outside either <laughs> so thanks to tavia we got to read a really cute fun book and this is uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Yes. It was super cute. Uh, because of it being Black History Month, I absolutely wanted to read a black author. So we've got a British black author, yes, Talia Hibbert. I have Hibbert. never read before. I have never read her either. Um, I loved her. Well, I had never read any black British authors. I've oh, never read white If British I have, authors. I don't know it. Yeah. I was excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. It was so cute. It really was. It was everything I needed mm -hmm. at this point. Because I personally, I don't know about you, I had been reading some really dense, heavy stuff. And I just needed the laughs. I cackled. Oh, I did too. Like, I made Chris stop playing his stupid video game for a second so that I could just read him something absolutely hysterical. It's amazing. It was really funny. Like the witticism in British literature is just so different. It's so much better. We've talked about that um, in the past, but it's just so different than like romance, like American romance. Yeah. And for the record, this one is straight up a romance novel. It is, but it's got a lot of things in it that is unusual for yes. a romance. Mm-hmm. So a quick synopsis is: Chloe Brown is someone that is chronically ill. She is constantly in pain and so that limits or she believes that it limits her life 
So she has kind of a a near-death experience, which isn't really, but she takes it as such. She's and very dramatic at times. It's hysterical, though. And so it makes her make a list of things that she needs to do to get out of the house and be more open to trying new things and stuff like that because she's kind of sheltered her own uh, herself because of her illness. Mm -hmm. So she makes a list of things that she needs to try to do to get a new life. Her get a life list. Yes. So one of them is move out of her family's home. Her She lives in a grand estate with her family. They're quite well off. I loved Gigi. So much. I need a Gigi in my <laughs> I know, life. I know. Um, but literally her grandmother, her mother and father, her two sisters, everybody lives there. So, her first thing on the list is to move out on her own. So, she finds this great flat and meets the superintendent there. Yes. And he is lovely. And it is a bit of a hate-to-love troupe, too, at the beginning. It is. But I think it was more, they just didn't understand each other. It was pride and prejudice. It kind of was. Um, but, yeah, he's like this sexy tattooed ginger guy which i loved because my man yes. a ginger and tattooed <laughs> um and there were some things that she okay so it started out you know your normal romance is always going to be a little bit of cheesy it's going to be a little bit dramatic and it's always going to have these ridiculous ways of describing things. Yeah, you texted like, me at first. And I, I was, was like, just just bear with it. Tackling at some of these descriptions <laughs> just because romances are always over the top because you know what's going to happen. So they have to keep you involved somehow. Mm -hmm. And so it had me rolling. Mm -hmm. So funny. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it four and a half stars. That's impressive. I am really glad that you liked it. I was nervous about you liking it. Oh, British romance. I have I have declared that <laughs> I will never read mm -hmm. another romance unless it's British. British. Because the wit that they have is my kind of mm -hmm. humor. So we should have been British. Absolutely. I should have been born in Great Britain. I don't know why we weren't. <sighs> Someone upstairs Stupid made some mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, because I think, um, and Chris is descendant from Ireland, so we still would have found each other over there if I had been born over there. And as long as he was born over there, we would have been fine. Mm -hmm. And I could find my sexy ginger tattooed man. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was worried because of some of the descriptive factors, because I did know, I remember you talking about on Caraval, how much you hated the... Okay, Caraval was a whole nother level of description. It and, really was. Um, he and, smelled uh, like secrets. He and... She tasted like silver. There was... Really, I really did like that book, though. We we both liked it. It was just... I, I thought... I mean, I thought it was fine, but it was just ridiculous. Let me find the one that I sent you, because I was cackling. One of the things that she, uh, that Chloe said to Red, okay, so the sexy ginger superintendent's name is Redford, but he goes by Red, which is also amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she looked at him funny, and he was like, what? 
And she said, the truth is I'm occasionally mesmerized by how outrageously ginger you are. And I was cackling. I made Chris stop playing his game just so I could read that to him. He was like, that's awesome. So I'm yes. going to say that to him for yes. the rest of my life. I think it's amazing. She had some of just the funniest like one-liners. Oh, or yeah. Her inner dialogue when they're talking, but then she's also talking to herself. Mm-hmm. Hysterical. Okay. This was in the, the first chapter. This was my favorite description. Her voice was sharp and expensive, like someone had taught a diamond how to speak. Yeah, when you text me that. It's too much. (laughs) When you text me that, I was like, just bear with it. Just give it a chance. Because I'm (laughs) promising it's better. No, I mean, I thought it was great. But just some of these descriptions, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish wish the editors could just be like, I want you to read this out loud to me and tell me if it still sounds right. Like, I feel like when you're writing, you're just kind of go, go, go writing and you don't sit to really comprehend how that sounds if you were to read it out loud mm-hmm. because that's too much. I mean, I get that you're trying to be descriptive and paint a picture, but like diamonds don't talk. They're forever, but they don't talk. Mm-mm, they do not. Mm-mm. But I thought it was really cute. Um, I will discuss why. I did not give it five stars once we hit the, okay, this is the spoiler zone. Okay. That makes sense. But yes. I gave it five stars because... Well, you're willy-nilly with stars. I'm a slut with my stars. You are a star slut. I really am. (laughs) But it made me laugh out loud at a time that I just needed Oh, yeah. Like, I had read The Alice Network. I had been reading Splendid, A Thousand Splendid Sons. We tried to read the other book. It was just so much misery I and know. I really needed Chloe in my life and yes. she made me laugh she was wonderful and you know apparently this is going to be a series and the next one's going to be about her sister yes and it's coming out in June of this year oh, I thought it was May okay uh it, we'll have to fact check that because I thought it was June but it's um get a clue Danny Brown it's Cute. about her sister and is that the karaoke sister or the other sister it's the academic sister. Okay, not the karaoke sister. So she she ends up in somehow, in the synopsis of it, she somehow ends up having to be in a fake relationship with this guy who they, like she was... I love fake I relationship know, tropes. <laughs> uh, somehow there's a video that goes viral of him rescuing her from a building, but it wasn't really... Like that that's not what happened. Oh my god. Because he's famous, he's like, can you please go along with this whole we're dating thing? And so, it, it seems really, really fun. That sounds awesome. Yes, it does. Apparently, the three sisters are each going to have their own book. That's awesome. Yes. I'm I will excited. read all of them. And then too. anything else this author writes, I will write. Yes. Not write. I will read. You will read, yes. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I thought she was amazing. Her sass was just... I know. <laughs> it was just... I can't get over it. I know. I'll never get over British wit. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It really is. I, I, I also makes me there. want lots of cuppas. I don't even like tea. I don't either, but I want a cup of something. I went to an, a proper English tea one time years ago, mm-hmm. and I put so much sugar in that tea <laughs> that it was like a paste. <laughs> and the server was like, are you... You know are, they like put milk in the tea. I don't care. Well, which is weird. That is weird. But yeah, I put like 17 cubes of sugar in my one cuppa, <laughs> and it was... uh. I, that was how I had to drink. Like, I don't yeah. like the... There's the default or the fault in our British plan. We can't be British because we don't like tea. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even like sweet tea, and I'm Southern, so. Oh, see, I love I me some sweet tea. You South. should be kicked out. Do you like grits? I, eh, I like cheesy okay, grits. Okay, how do you call yourself Southern? I like chocolate gravy. And I've never heard of chocolate gravy until I met you. Well, that's not my fault. It's a Southern thing. It's not where I'm from. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I do like lots of cream and sugar in my coffee, though. See, I'm just cream. Yeah. I like I like mostly flavoring and just a splash of coffee. Chris and I have become quite the coffee snobs, and so like I legitimately like the taste of coffee now. So all I do is nice. cream, and sometimes I'll do like honey, mm-hmm. but that's all. I'm trying to cool it on my added sugars because mm-hmm. I already eat way too much mm-hmm. sweets. Yeah. I have a problem, but it's fine. Back to Chloe. I read an interesting article that Talia Hibbert had done, and she also has chronic pain. So this is kind of a character about her. Love. Yes. And she said she wanted to write a story about a heroine that has these medical issues, but the issues don't stop her from getting her happy ever after. Love it. And I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. And, and Chloe, it does, she does eventually say that she has fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, like, it doesn't go crazy in depth, but she does talk about her fears of leaving the house and fears of doing things simply because you know she knows that she'll have to pay for it for Mm -hmm. days afterwards. Mm -hmm. And at one point, she climbs a tree to rescue a cat, and the whole time she's like, oh, the next few days are going to be so terrible, but I have to help this cat. I know. I loved Smudge. Smudge was precious. I know. I was so distraught when there was some debate over Smudge. I know. I loved Smudge. And my thing is not a spoiler because, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a romance novel, so we know there's going to be a happy ending. Mm-hmm. So that's not really spoilery. Nah. But she also said in this article, uh, when I write more marginalized representation in my book, my first hope is always for people to see themselves reflect- reflected. But then my second hope, hot on the heels of that, is that it will kind of act as a window to people who aren't affected and that they will understand more and be more empathetic. Love it. Yes. Yeah, because I I do not know anyone that has fibromyalgia, so I do not know the pains and Mm -hmm. things that they have to go through on on a day to day basis. So that was very interesting, and I loved that when Chloe and Red might start to get a little more physical, she would have to be like, "I can't, like I'm in too much pain, I can't." Mm -hmm. And I loved kind of seeing that dynamic play out. That was really interesting Mm -hmm. because you never see that in a romance. Mm -hmm. It's always like, "He loves me, let's have sex." Yes. And it's never like, oh, I can't, like, yeah. I'm into it. You never, ever, ever read that. So mm-hmm. that was really, really interesting, really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if we should make our spoilery warning here, but I wanted to talk about Annie for a second. Let's go. All right, from now on, spoilers abound. Okay. I also really appreciated in a romance novel, Red pushing her to make a friend instead of just being all about him. Me, me, me. Right? Only spend time with me. And he's like, no, you you need friends. Go make I a friend. Love it. And it was just like, yes, that's I what know. real human beings are. Also, I really want her to write a story about Red, uh, about Annie. I do too, because she sounded amazing. What was on her business card? A knicker... Knicker whisperer. Knicker whisperer. <laughs> when she first read her... Okay, so Annie is the woman that owns Cat, uh, Smudge the Cat, and when she rescues her... 
smudges are her actually and when chloe rescues her she takes her to the vet and she is chipped but annie is out of town so she has to keep smudge until annie gets back when i read annie's business card that says she was a knicker whisperer i cannot tell you how many weird jobs (laughs) went through my head um I was thinking maybe like sex therapist. Sex therapist one was one of them, and then I wish I just went like full blown like escort, uh, lesbian escort, uh, just, just. But never did I would I would have guessed that she was just a lingerie, self personal shopper. She's kind a of. designer. Lingerie oh, designer. okay, okay. Yeah, never, <laughs> never. But you know, that's a hell of a business card. It really you is. You want me to call you? Give me a business card that that's says you're a knicker what, whisperer. You know, oh, yeah. Chloe was, like, mad that she had to give the cat back, so she didn't want to call, but she's like, this is a really good business card. <laughs> you know? It was fantastic. Yeah. I would 1,000% read a book about Annie, too. I would, Because she sounds awesome. She sounds hysterical. Yeah. She was just kind of a like a hot mess like she was always late never answers her phone like just the complete opposite of chloe and 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 literally like 10 minutes into coffee with chloe for the very first time she's like oh bt dubs your bra's wrong yeah it doesn't fit i can fix that (laughs) it's so funny yeah i loved it so okay do you have more stuff about um another thing i just wanted to touch on is that it is in no way specifically central to the story but Chloe is black and red is white, and I live. I'm living for it. I know. Love it. I love that when we have an interracial couple, and it's it's just it's it just happens. Like I love that it's not a huge deal, and I mm-hmm. get in some areas and some cultures it is a gigantic deal. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wouldn't be a big deal if I was to happen to fall in love with a black man. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a big deal for me. So I love that being able to read that mm-hmm. and just, that's just life. Kind of how yes. a gay romance is just, I just, I happen to fall in mm-hmm. love with the same sex person. Like, I love it. I love that mm-hmm. it's just, this is, this is what happened. Yeah. Like, cool. Because that's how I wish the world was. Right. And so I like to be in that little bubble of, wouldn't it be nice? Yes. If this was just a thing. That's not what the book is about. Right. And it's just like a a side thing that happens to be a fact like like red has red hair. Right. It's just, you know, there. The literal only time they bring it up is when he feels marginalized and he thinks she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. And she's like, um, I'm black. So So, shush. So about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's only What? (laughs) You're black? I had no idea. Yeah. That was (laughs) And that was funny too. Um I also loved that in a normal romance there are of course the arguments and then the breakup and then oh my god are they gonna get back together and it's so dramatic and of course that happened but I also loved that you got to see them have adult conversations and talk through their disagreements and and instead of just one person groveling for the other it was both owning up to mistakes that they Mm -hmm. both made Mm -hmm. that I loved yeah that at one point towards the end she was like I 100% knew in that moment that that situation triggered you but because of my issues I couldn't fix it yeah but I knew that it triggered you and like I just love that that kind of self-awareness I loved it yeah Yeah. it Um, was fantastic it was really good I also 
found out during some of my research, because apparently I research things now. You've gotten some of my nerdiness. <laughs> I know. But apparently, um, and I guess you one could determine this if they lived in the world, but uh, classism still exists in Britain yeah. extensively. And so that's one of the topics that they cover mm-hmm. in this book. Because she is the wealthy one. Mm-hmm. And he was a starving artist mm-hmm. for a while. And he came from a poor area, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he, you, you see him work through his issues because he has an ex-girlfriend that happened to also be wealthy, but completely burned him, completely mm-hmm. ruined him. And so you see his inner dialogue of, well, what was her name? Poppy? Pippi, Pippa. Pippa. She was like, well, well, Pippa did this to me. And he's like, no, Chloe is not Pippa. Like you got to see him mm-hmm. keep repeating that to himself. And it was just, it was growth. And yes. I appreciated it. Yes. And he also goes to see a therapist and they talk about that and how that's healthy and normal and it helps with your issues. Mm-hmm. And I liked that kind of representation. There was just so much representation in this book. I, I can't even it get over it. It was such a healthy book. Yes. Like, because you have... An interracial relationship. You have someone with a chronic illness, which are two things that you don't get to read all the time. Right. Um, it's written by a black author. And then it's got all these adultish things yes. happening. It has a man going to therapy, which yes. isn't talked about yeah. because men don't talk about their and feelings. And they're in their 30s. That's yes. another thing. They're not, you know, these young 20. 20s. It's a romance about people who are actual adult people. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. It was great. Because I don't think that, and nobody get mad, but I don't think that you can have this kind of emotional immaturity in your early 20s that they have in this book. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just don't think that it would have been there. Oh, yeah. Like I talked about um, from last, my favorite book from last week, My Glory Was I Had Such Friends. She even says, like, at 25, your brain still doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not fully developed yet. Right. And as someone that is out of my 20s, I 1,000% agree. Mm-hmm. Like... The person that I was when I was 20 and the person that I was when I was 30 would not have gotten along. No. They would have hated each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's no there's no legitimate mature relationship mm-hmm. without that inner maturity. Right. And I sometimes see authors try to put these kind of emotional mature situations on younger characters and I'm like, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I appreciated that she aged them a little. She gave us an older heroine. Um, and she she gave us broken people that fit each other like yes. puzzle pieces. But they also help fix their selves. Mm-hmm. But Red has this one brilliant quote that I loved. And he's like, we're supposed to fill in the gaps. Like, he didn't say, I'm supposed to fix you. I'm supposed to save you. We're supposed to fill in the gaps. And mm-hmm. I loved, loved that part of it. Yeah. And I loved, like, on one, on her list, one of the things was she wanted to try camping. Not because she wanted to go camping, but mm-hmm. she felt like it was something she had to do. Mm-hmm. And so he takes her camping, but he took so many things into consideration. Like, the fact that she wouldn't be able to walk very far. And then he brought an airbed so that they wouldn't have to sleep on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. he just, he thought through so many things. Mm-hmm. And... Instead of making her be like, no, I can't do this. And him getting mad and mm-hmm. all that. Like, it was just, it was wonderful. Yeah. That's one of her her issues from the past that she said that before she was diagnosed, that people who claimed to love her just thought she was faking it. Because or... it's not a disease you can see. Right. 
which is disgusting. Right. I mean, it's the same kind of stigma with mental illness. Mm -hmm. If you have no visible signs of sickness, people assume that you are not sick. Right. And that you're making it up. And so she has that kind of emotional baggage from that situation. Mm -hmm. So for him to think about it ahead and like he gave her the jar for her hair ties. Oh my God. What? I was almost in tears about I this know, stupid jar. I know, it was so freaking sweet. Because her, her illness, her hands, her arms, she doesn't have very much dexterity or mobility. Mm-hmm. And he gave her a jar that she could open. And, like, it's just such a small thing. But he but, thought through it. Yeah, it, it meant so much to her. That's kind of when she decided, oh, hey, you know. I'm going to love you forever. Right? Forever, yes. ever. <laughs> um. Yeah, I loved it. And I loved her inner dialogue to kind of see her get used to the fact that this is a person that's going to think of me and think of my needs and put them as a priority um, for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, at one point, they had one of her things, again, was she wanted to go out on the town and get just hammered one day. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, at one point, they had been walking for a minute. She was tired. And she was like, can we sit down right here? And he was like, yeah, this is fine. And she was like, you don't care to sit on the ground? And he was like, not even a big deal. Like, this is fine. Let's sit on the damn ground. Mm-hmm. Like, And she just, her inner dialogue of like, uh, I don't know anybody that would sit on the ground with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, it was so sweet. Yes. Um, my My only reason I did not give it five stars is because I am tired of the romance. Like, I'm 93% into this book. And I was like, they haven't broken up yet. They're definitely going to break up. When is this happening? And show enough. They got to break up before they can get back together. And that, I'm so tired of it. Like, there's not one. But I don't like it. Just give me a book where they... I would have been 1,000% fine if they hadn't ever broken up and he had just given her those gifts and that kind of made her tell him she loved him. And the issues that they had, they worked through while staying together. Yes. Like, I don't need a catalyst for all of these things to happen. I gotcha. Like, not every single person breaks up with their soulmate before they decide, like, oh, this is forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish there was a romance that was as witty and brilliant and amazing as this, just without the freaking breakup right before the end. Mm-hmm. Like, it always happens, and it makes me want to rip is, my hair it out. It's a bit predictable of a trope. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I hit 90%, and I was like, all right, where's the breakup? Like, literally, in my head, I was like, it should happen soon. I'm almost mm-hmm. done. <laughs> It was a quick read, though, for being a bigger oh. book. Oh, yeah. Like, I read it in two sittings. Mm-hmm. Like, I sat down and I was like, okay, I've got, like, 48 hours to read this book. Better hurry up. And got through 60% of it in one go. Yeah, I thought that it would be pretty quick for you. Mm-hmm. It was not a difficult book. Nah. So. And it, it was so good. Like, it made me want to keep reading. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 2 in the morning. And I was like, I really should go to bed. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to see how this plays out. <laughs> Right. It was so sweet. It, it made me it made me smile the whole time. It was awesome. It was yeah. And I just I laughed so much and I was oh, just yeah. thoroughly enjoyed. Now I would never have found this book or picked this book for myself, but I got it in my book of the month box. Okay, I was wondering so, how you found it. Yeah, I was very pleased that that That's kind great. of situation is paying off. That you know, trying to curate your your world and, and kind of pick things outside of your comfort zone because yeah. like with the book of the month i don't know if you know you get five choices mm-hmm. they give you five books and you get to pick one of those five books so i hadn't i would never have picked this book if it wasn't on that list of, of options so but i am thoroughly 
glad that I picked it because it was, it was adorable. Hysterical. Yeah, it was so funny. I love books that make me laugh out loud because it makes Chris look over at me and be like, what are you laughing at? Mm-hmm. And I get to seem like crazy, and I really appreciate that. It keeps him on his toes. I mean, so. do, you, do you need a reason to seem crazy, or are you just, you're just crazy? No, I just like to freak him out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like you're sitting there in dead silence while reading, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you start cackling. That's hilarious. It is. Yes. And it freaks him out. <laughs> I'm over here vividly hallucinating. <laughs> and just start laughing. I'm glad that you've tickled yourself. I know. I'm so funny. I want to call him outrageously ginger myself, though. You should. He is outrageously ginger. I'm mesmerized by how outrageously ginger you are. Uh, I had to put my Kindle down and just laugh. <laughs> oh, I was glad um, when you told me to get it, I looked on Amazon and I got it for $3. It was nice. ha- happened to be on sale. So nice. that was lovely. Nice. But yeah. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I'm going to see if that author has written anything else before this or if this is her debut novel mm-hmm. because I would love to check out her backlist if she has one. Yes. If not, we're definitely moving forward. She's a good too. Yes. I'm excited about the next one. About yes. Them. Because you, she has sisters and you get to kind of see them, but you don't really get to know mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see. I also need a book about Gigi. Oh, my God, yeah. So, Gigi is her grandmother who is now a lesbian, and I'm dying for it. She sounds amazing. I loved their their, passion. Yes, but also just so chill. Mm -hmm. She's a chill, posh lady. Mm -hmm. She's like an eccentric, rich old lady. Yes, and that's exactly what I aspire to be. Me too. Any day now. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to be rich and eccentric. Well, you are already. That's true. All I need is riches, richness to turn the crazy into eccentric. Yes, yes. Yes. It's like the thing about um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. If it happened in a trailer park, it would be true crime. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. I think so. But no, could you imagine some rando off the street telling you what you could and could not eat or how how to do your hair and where? Like, mm-hmm. no, I would punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes, I can't wait to read about her sisters and see what else she's got going. The last thing that I found out in my research is that in Great Britain, Black History Month is in October. And that's a fun fact for you. Very interesting. But yes, I I just thought that this book, besides being a romance, just included so many small things to Mm -hmm. propel it to greatness. Yes. That it was brilliant. I thought it was perfect to to fit into a buddy read category because even though it's kind of cheesy and it's romance there's still Mm -hmm. you know she's still got the interracial couple she's still got the chronic pain there's still adults dealing with adult issues yes it's just if you really think about all the things that are going on it's like my god woman you're brilliant (laughs) i love it (laughs) (laughs) she is brilliant though she is brilliant and I want to be like Chloe Brown. Me too. I'm going to start calling Chris Red. Do it. He would totally answer to it. Probably. So it really wouldn't matter. Could I call Daniel Gray? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My husband used to be very salt and pepper. Mostly he's just salt now. Yeah. <laughs> he says it's my yeah. fault. <laughs> I would agree. That makes sense. <laughs> 
But, yes, everyone now, go check out Get a Life Chloe Brown. So cute. Yes. Just adorable. Precious. Apparently I'd read it again. $2.99 on Amazon. $2.99. $2.99 on Amazon. Well, it was on Friday. I don't know if it is now. Oh. Maybe Well, just on kidding sale. about that. But even if you buy it full price, it's worth it. Yes. And the cover's super cute, too. Yes. And we'll see about being academic some other time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so in the book, he keeps... So he's a superintendent, so he has to, you know, sometimes unclog toilets and do this and that. Well, he kept saying that he was wearing overalls and y'all. In my head, he was like Farmer Brown, just ginger with long hair. And I had to Google... Overalls in Britain are not the same. They thing. are not the same. No, they're like what the maintenance men wear, like the button-up. It's like a coverall. Yeah, but he said overalls, so in my head I'm like, what is Farmer Brown doing in, <laughs> in England? That's so funny. Your mind is an interesting place. It's super fun. Kind of scary. <laughs> But yeah, I just had to add that. Uh, if you read the He's Wearing Overalls, it's not the farmer overalls you're thinking. Right. It's the British overalls. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, I looked up netball because I didn't know anything about netball. She plays netball. Is the... it kind of like volleyball? No, it's more like basketball. But there oh. are seven players instead of five. And there's no backboard. Oh. It's just like a pole with a net on it. Lord. Yeah, it was really cool looking. I mean, the rules are quite different, but it's Americans would most relate it to basketball. Interesting. When she said that, I just assumed it was like, um, what's that tennis esque thing, but with the ball that has the feathers on it? <laughs> I don't know, but it's called a birdie. That yes, <laughs> you knew what I was trying to say. in our net sports if you guys know what that game is called let us know but i didn't even say it out loud <laughs> so it's like tennis but with a i don't and with the birdie thing yeah that you hit the red it's got a red like ball on the top and it's plastic on the what is that called why do i want to call it shuffleboard <laughs> I assure you it's not shuffleboard. I, I know, know what, what shuffleboard called. is. We even used to have it when I was a kid. Ugh. I don't remember. I don't know either, but this but has been amazing. She, <laughs> you're welcome. But when she said netball in my head, I was that was what it was. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because, you know, a net, a volleyball net, that game net, it's the same thing. It's not, but okay. It's fine. But it's more like basketball than whatever <laughs> that is. I'm really glad you showed me that I was wrong. I will forever <laughs> let you know when you're wrong. <laughs> like hoop skirts. When you were super wrong about hoop skirts. <laughs> what did I say hoop skirts were? No, you could like, you thought you could sit on them and oh. hold you up and you like... <laughs> No, in fact, they do not work like that. Guys, I swear to God, every time I've talked on this podcast, I have been sober as a stone. 
this has been fun. You're welcome. I guess we'll let you guys get back to your lives now instead of listening to us be idiots. (laughs) (laughs) But go read Get Alive, Chloe Brown, because it was super fun, and I'm going to help Susie get her her life back together. (laughs) You get a life. I'll be fine. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.